0: Corey, we're back. Uh, this, is, this is, uh, I don't, it doesn't seem like it's been two weeks, but I guess it has. Um, to all the listeners, uh, welcome back. I think our last couple podcasts were pretty awesome. So we're kind of, uh, we're going to kind of free for all it tonight. Um, and I know Corey, uh, you had a suggestion for topics tonight and, um, happy new year, everybody. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying these. And Corey, why don't you let us come up with an idea? What are we going to talk about tonight?
1: Uh, This episode today seems to be a trend. We've gotten – the emails have been flooding in, Joe. They're coming in hot. And whether it's on LinkedIn or through the Gmail account, they've been coming in. And what Anna W. and Aaron T. both want to know is what next? We're new to the industry. Where do we go? They understand that the avenues they can take are vast. Just what is some directions, some inspiration that you and I may have. So I'm thinking if it's okay with you, maybe we go back and forth on, I don't know, five, six, just, just pieces of advice that, that maybe we could push folks or encourage folks to try out. Obviously in some of our earlier episodes, you and I have discussed how we got into the industry and the steps that it took to get to where we are and we're we're not done w- with where we're going in the industry you and i got we got plenty of time left um and then last the last episode was on some of our team members and how they got into the industry so just to kind of help out uh anna and aaron let's let's kick it off with some direction that that they could have
0: uh you know i i <laughs> i'm stuck i'm kind of stuttering cuz it's a great thing to discuss. Um I know that uh, forty years ago when I got into the industry and I started, uh, the industry wasn't as strong as it is today. Um, there were tree guys. I actually, I started land clearing. I was more you know removal, land clearing. Even the first tree care company that I worked for did mostly land clearing. So yeah, I got a great experience and professional experience uh, felling trees and running a chainsaw safely. Um, it was my desire to want to learn more that pushed me, uh, to keep exploring avenues. So, uh, you know, you gotta really, to start off, you gotta love the outdoors. Yeah. Um, you really got it. And not just love the outdoors. You have to have a lot of respect for it. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then I, I, I kind of fell in love with urban forestry, you know, and I can give you some good suggestions in urban forestry, what you can go, but um, I was at a crossroads where I could have done both. I could have been logging or I could have went urban forestry and I took the right instead of the left. Um, so there's an area, right. There's a lot of great opportunities and avenues to go in. So. Um,
1: yeah. And I think they're already doing step, step one or, or one of the steps that we would suggest folks take step one you're curious about the industry and you're listening to the podcast because just being curious, having that outdoor passion, like you said, and being a part of, this is part of the industry, Joe, is, is playing off of each other, learning from each other and transforming our industry. You know, you got into the industry and into that sector and segment where it was just tree guys. And I know you and I have talked before in the past about how we're really trying to professionalize what we're doing. When I first got in, I remember one of my first foremen was on a, a handful of, of different narcotics. And that was commonplace. And that, you know, this is 10, 15 years ago. That was commonplace. And thank God it's not anymore, at least in
0: most parts of the country. It, it is evolving. Uh, it's amazing how fast it's evolving. But I think people, if, even if you're in forestry or urban forest, we've got to realize that um, it has to involve because of the hazards involved in, in dealing with trees. Uh, I, I, I loved the opportunity that I had through the years um, climbing. You know, Would you want to be a climber? Uh, do you want to just climb for a while? Do you want to learn if it was up to me? But uh, when I had suggestions, um, I would start, uh, depending what you do, you know, if you went through college and you got a degree, you got your four-year bachelor's degree in forestry. Um, a lot of the people that I've worked with at Michigan State Forestry and the Forestry Club, they went both ways, either, either side. Sure. And I see a lot of them going into municipality. So becoming a municipal arborist with their degree. And... That's a whole nother ball of wax. So then you throw politics in with everything that you have to do yeah. to take care of trees in an urban environment. So um, in a lot of the grads that I know that got went through there and figured out that are in urban forestry love it. So there's an opportunity. So don't discredit looking into a, a municipality or even a university. Most of your universities have phenomenal uh, forestry divisions. So that'd be another option. Get into that, go into that section. You're going to have a great opportunity to learn.
1: And that's it. The more you can learn, the more you can open your horizons, the, the more likely that you're going to be exposed to something that you're going to take and run. you just, you're going to find passion. And like you said, at a university, and I know a lot of high schools have these too, but that would be advisors or mentors. yes, Yes. whatever your next step is, there's always an advisor or mentor, and they might not say, yeah, urban forestry or whatever, but um, they might, and they might have some different segments, some different parts of our industry that you and I haven't even been exposed to yet. So talk talk to different mentors, um, school advisors. I know I had a handful of advisors, both in the university setting and then uh, leaving high school as well. So there's community colleges too, Joe, all over the place. I think just about every every county or every tri-county area has at least one community uh, college that folks could could ask questions to.
0: Exactly. So I think the biggest thing is that you're yeah the opportunities are endless. Like you know you, you think about my experience. You know I was I've uh, been with Arborjet 18 going on 19 years as a practicing arborist. I've been on you know, pretty much every side of the coin um, in arbor culture. Now, I kind of, I, I, I segwayed away from more logging and forestry, but that doesn't mean I still don't love to run a chainsaw and fell a tree when I got to. Um, you know, and then there's, there's the science side. Um, you could actually get into working with a, a manufacturing company designing equipment for the industry which is actually pretty exciting. Um, but then again, I would still look at, I would still look at possibly out of, out, of, out of high school, out of grad school, out of your junior college, finding a really reputable tree care company and giving it a go. Um, and a great way to find that company is to look into an organization like ISA or TCI. Well, it used to be TCIA. I don't know if it's still TCIA or TCI. Or, I don't know. But, um, you know, believe it or not, there's a shortage in this industry of personnel. And if you got the desire to want to learn it, you're the, the world's your oyster. There's just so many opportunities right now in this industry. Oh, yeah. Joe, that's the number one problem.
1: When I know when you and I are consulting with, with different companies is, Corey, I can't find good people. I can't find qualified people. And if you have these qualities that Joe and I have been talking about, you love being outside. You're not afraid to break a sweat. You know, you're curious or you could become curious about plants or plant material. You could, you could find a job anywhere, which could lead to the next part, which is find a recruiter with social media, with LinkedIn, Facebook, some of the, some of the different, uh, some of the different mentors that you might have, just find somebody to bat for you. It's, it's, they're looking for people, you're looking for experience. And I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen, because I, I think everybody needs to be careful with, with who they're, they're networking and talking with. But I think the opportunity is, is out there. And whether you're, drilling trees or sticking a probe in the ground or climbing trees or whatever avenue it takes you just remember gain experience and and try something new you don't have to commit to the next 30 or 40 years or wherever we are now Joe you don't have to commit to that
0: right away but open your mind and just say hey you know
1: what we're gonna try it
0: yeah and another good uh, you, you get a great experience with the education, but you can't beat, you know, breaking a sweat and putting your hands on it. Oh, that's so, so true. Um, you know, and attend a, attend a conference. You know, network with other people in the same field. Again, I uh, like I said, being from Detroit, um, Southeast Michigan, I do a lot with, like I keep bringing up Michigan State because I just do so much with them. Their forestry club, uh, getting in there and having them at the, at, at an expo, and talking at their career paths. And uh, I have a great distributor here in Michigan in the Midwest where you can go there on a weekend, they'll teach you how to climb. So there's opportunities out there if you ask. Uh, if you wanted to try a rope and saddle and you're nervous, uh, you know, there's every, every community, and I'm not sure, Corey, if you guys have it, but we have, it's called My Groves in Michigan, where they do rec climbs. Wow. All the best climbers in Michigan get together regionally and they invite, uh, I don't want to say a newbie as a, as a, a disrespectful term, but a, a new person in the industry. Come on in and try it and we'll be there with you in the tree. Uh, you can try their gear, you get them off the ground, and you know a lot of people fall in love with it. You know This industry is changing and getting around the guys that are perfecting it is actually pretty exhilarating uh, to have guys standing right next to you as you're you are going 40 50 60 feet up in a tree for your first time. So maybe that's what catches your bug. And then then you next you know you're climbing for a while.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're climbing, you're getting experience and you're still like you said, you're still networking, you're still kind of working your working your social circle and keeping your eyes open. I think a lot of times and you know you and I are both around the age where we've got friends who are either getting burned out or You know, I've just been in the industry because I fell there forty years ago, and I do it because I'm good at it. You know, which which if if that's what you're doing, hey, good on you. That's great. But if you can find some meaning and some passion behind it, I think that's going to be a little bit more rewarding. And you also brought up another good thing right now, especially as we're entering for the green industry, we're entering a slower time of year. But that would be different um, different trade shows or workshops. So for folks trying to break into our industry, use the powers of Google and, and start, to, start to network and start to find out where some of these different workshops and trade shows are. Because what you'll find there is everybody there is looking for somebody to join their team. And there's probably a job board in the corner. And the beautiful thing is you can take that in
0: so many different directions. You know, we talk about the physical side of the industry. Um You know, and it's humping logs and using a ball cart. I don't even think anybody remembers what a ball cart like is. ball cart, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So um there's other great things. You know, what's really big right now is surveying, GIS. Um, that is part of agriculture. That's part of forestry. You know, and if we jump out of the city, even a city, you talk about uh, municipalities, the key to a, a successfully run municipality is a survey so they're cont- constantly using today's technology to manage the urban forest and forest so that's a great thing technology so if you got a tech bug in your, you know a, instead of we have green thumbs if you got a, a tech thumb that's a great opportunity and that's uh, that's an up and coming industry in this in either side of the coin forestry or urban forestry oh. So don't be afraid to look at that and app development.
1: I mean, there's literally thousands of different directions that you could go and how cool that you could come having a different pat, having a different passion, you know, maybe you were a computer programmer for years, whatever it is, and you could take that and transform it into
0: something that would benefit the tree industry.
1: How cool is that?
0: Yeah. You know, think about, uh, you know, a great, because of the passion, um, a good friend of mine here in Michigan, Kevin Bingham, Uh, he's pretty well known in the tree industry. You know, you just think about because of his love for the industry and his dissatisfaction with uh, the technique and climbing and trying to incorporate some other things, he developed a very simple uh, inline attachable tool called the rope wrench that kind of revolutionized. And it was, it was that simple, that passion and, uh, Now, uh, just about everybody out there that's coming into the industry now is 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 climbing on a single rope uh, system somehow, because of his passion, designed to develop something that would ease that you into it. So, and we're at the tip of the iceberg. So, if you want to design something, electronics, uh, the equipment that we use, uh, that's another avenue. You know, some people have a a creative. engineering, um, inventor mindset.
1: That's such a skill that you could take anywhere. You know, the, our industry would be so blessed to have, have that. And another thing too, that, you know, just kind of talking with you here is, is something our industry, I think a lot of industries really need this, but that's people who can effectively communicate. (laughs) It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, there. you could, once again, you could take this in any direction. It could go political. It could go educational, um, you know, or, or it could just be somebody, you know, trying to enroll somebody in what you're, you're either trying to sell or provide them with. But I think having the ability to effectively communicate. So out of any, any skills that you've, you've learned from, from some of your other jobs or past, past work experiences, Effective communication and hard work. If you have those two traits, sky's the limit.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I in my early uh, days at Arborjet, there was very few of us out to present, and I remember I had to go to this uh, this event with all these PhDs, and you know, there's 300 people in the audience. And believe me now, I you know I I I think I my confidence comes from you know six years in the Marine Corps, but when you get in front of the industry like that with the phds and you have to teach these people something um it was kind of funny i remember the first time i was up there and they kept asking trying to stump me these questions and i kept firing back nope you're wrong nope that's not how you do it so you're, you know communication and being confident in what you're communicating you're right is a key in understanding exactly what's going on so um i found that early in my career if you communicate with a homeowner on exactly why you're recommending this with an educated reasoning behind it with science backed. the homeowners appreciate it. They love it. And you generally always get what you're asking for.
1: That goes a long way. And those are skills that once again, our industry would benefit so much from. And uh, the more you and I are talking here, the more th- things that just, they start flooding in and I'm going a good way for, folks to get involved in the green industry, whether it's landscaping, cutting grass, whatever it is, volunteer. Volunteer to community garden, volunteer for your church, something. Cause there's probably somebody there that can teach you something or that's been an expert in a trade. Maybe there, maybe you are more mechanically inclined and you can fix the lawnmower or the chainsaw. And then you're at an event like this and you're starting to volunteer and really just connect with other people. um, And you find a little bit of passion behind it. I mean, I could, I could point you the direction of half a dozen people in our, in our small community up here that uh, they started out just going to the community garden just to, you know, pull weeds or to learn about what's there. And next thing you know, they're working for the city and now they're now they're they're trimming trees and ramming snow banks so thank god for them but that, that was a, a way that they
0: got into the industry it's just volunteering getting involved um like i said, volunteering education uh passion drive um you know we haven't we haven't hit much on traditional forestry or dirt foresters or whatever you got but if you think about some of the careers um I had a good conversation. He's retired now, but Paul Schwartz was the campus arborist from, my, uh, from Michigan State University. And when he graduated from forestry school, the first thing he volunteered for was smoke jumping. Oh, how cool. So right out of college, he decided, because he had his degree in forestry, he went out west and he jumped he jumping out of helicopters in, there, in the mid-70s, right out of college, putting fires out. You know, and I have some of the students that I worked with that are doing that right now. So they're earning their stripes. They're earning their badge on their shoulder to work their way up in forestry. Um, and not putting fires out, but what about forest management by setting fires? Control burns. Um, I'm, I, I wish I'd had more opportunity in forestry. And we, uh, the listeners are going to have an opportunity to hear an interview I did recently with uh, a Jackie, a good friend of mine uh, who's a MSU forestry grad who is now with the U S forest service in uh, Idaho. And, you know, for men or women who are thinking of going that way, it'd be a great interview to listen to because she gets to do some pretty cool things. Oh yeah! And if you see where she gets, to, you know, you talk about the U S forest service, She's in the middle of nowhere. Rattlesnakes, bears, bobcats. Um, She's out in the middle of wildlife. Uh, I guess they call it cruising timber, marking timber for harvest. Um, uh, Setting up sales. Uh, And it's amazing the things that she gets to do because she got involved and that was her direction. Uh, It's pretty, pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great avenue that you can take. Um, I know something when when I got out of school, and I haven't I haven't logged onto the website, haven't really had any desire to. But if if more of that traditional forestry or timber cruising is something that folks want to do, um, I know that the Peace Corps is an option. But another really good option, I think it's I think it's like USAJobs.gov or USAJobs, and it'll walk you through the whole GI. Um, it'll walk you through the whole different levels of of internships and different positions it's, it's not like journeymen uh, but it, it's something similar to that so check out us jobs i think it's usajobs.gov and it, it'll open your mind to a lot more avenues that you could go if if federal employment is something that would work better for you as a listener and
0: um, there know, are oh sorry I mean we jumped right into federal, but to to just you know just below that is state level. State a Why state forester. Yeah. Why not? I have some great buddies of mine that work for the Michigan DNR and love it. Uh doing pretty much the same thing, but instead of on a national forest on a state level. Uh park director. God, there's so many avenues you could take it. And that's a beautiful you know? thing. Yeah, you know. I envy some of these young, young amazing students. that are coming out of their forestry degree or their um, arboriculture degree, you know. And if when you get out there and you're making it and you're enjoying it, uh, thank all these old timers that paved a way to open up, uh, making a career out of this. So, um, and, and Joe, you and I have directions where we could go if we wanted to today.
1: I don't, I don't know that. We need to discuss those, but you know what? Why not? For some people who have been in the industry for a while, maybe you do feel stuck. So look into that social network that you have, get creative, start networking. I mean, it it literally is, you know, they, in the housing industry, they say it's a, it's a seller's market. This is an employee market.
0: If, if, yeah, if you have, I've, uh, like I said, that. I've been blessed and you're right. I, uh, I truly enjoy, um, and again, I've done everything in urban forestry that you could possibly imagine from climbing crane removals, energy clearance, Now, energy clearance back in my day, we did it, even though we weren't supposed to, um, God bless those guys that do that high energy clearance, um, You know, it's, you you don't realize how dangerous it is until you learn about how dangerous it is. Because we used to do it and we only had a few basic rules when we did it. But then you learn about it, then you realize that you never should have been doing that. So to all the, like I said, to to all the the arborists that are working in energy clearance, that's another way to go. Uh, God bless you for, you know, keeping the lights on. So uh, another avenue. There's so many, if you think about, if you think about where tree care really took off and talk about a little bit of history is that energy clearance started in the early 1800s with the telegraph clearing the telegraph lines. Wow. You talk about 1830, 1840. So there's been people out there clearing these lines and these conductors since the early 1800s. Um, and because of that, they pushed uh, they pushed the industry forward quite a bit too. So that's another avenue. Get into a, an energy position or an energy company. I got a really good friend that works for Consumers Energy, uh, walking their grids and determining when something needs to be pruned or not. She loves it. Yeah, The freedom to be out there and, you know, working with the contractors that are going to be doing the removals and the, the land clearing under the big towers. God, there's so many things you could do to take care of trees. Mm. And you,
1: you know, if I had another direction to go someday, and you could do this job, you know, I'm sure there's more to it than than what I'm seeing from from my my view, but I would probably get into like not golf course maintenance, but maybe something like that. Maybe you're consulting, maybe you're going around your quota is to raise the canopy on half a dozen trees, you know, get it off the green a little bit. Why couldn't you take it that direction? And I think I, and I know we have people, you and I both, we work with people who
0: take care of golf courses all over, but to be able to bring that tree focus. Um, oh yeah. Consulting. Yeah. Uh, Consulting is big. You know, what's big right now is contract climbing too. I never would have thought that, Joe. It's funny you're saying that. Contract climbing. Yeah. Uh, Training. You know, you get your, you know, we talk about moving on. Um, You know, we're, as is working with a manufacturer right now, and coming up with solutions for the industry, you know, and then having to let people know about it, research and development. R&D. Getting into a lab, trying to figure things out. Um, We're very fortunate to work with a guy like Dr. Don Grossman that, was trying things out in the Texas Forest Service, trying to figure out solutions for the industry. You know, that's a riot. Yeah. Um, So, if it come down to it, Corey, you know, what would you, what would, what would your, what would the best advice be? The the the
1: best advice, the final final farewell that I would wish on folks is just be be positive, and be open, because. Not everything, not every dream job, not everything is going to come just at once, but just gain real world experience and go into it understanding that there's something that you can learn. So that would be, those would be my my two cents.
0: And you? I would say, I read a quote in a TCIA magazine years ago. Um, regardless if you go urban forestry or traditional forestry, there's not many career paths that you could take that actually makes a difference for this planet. You take care of this planet one tree at a time when you're taking care of trees. So it's a very admirable, uh, trade regardless of which direction you take. If you're taking care of trees, you're taking care of the planet. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize that because they are so caught up in their day to day, but, uh, God bless you if you do. And thank you if you do, cause I like breathing. I'm not sure if you do, but, um, uh, and stay, like I said, stay positive. You got a lot of opportunity out there. And, um, if you guys ever need any questions or help, uh, on, on the podcast or off the podcast, please let Corey and I know.
1: Yeah. Please let us know. Thanks for tuning in again. Thanks for sharing this with friends. Hey, great topic today. Yes. Lots of good information. Yeah. Probably one of our best yet.
0: If you enjoyed the podcast or have topics you would like to discuss, please send them to discoveringforestry at gmail.com. And please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. Thanks, guys, uh, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Corey. Signing Signing out. out.